welcome um, to Table Talk with TLC. I'm here with Sachi. How are you, Sachi? Okay, wait. My name's pronounced Sachi. Sachi, I, I knew it. I knew it. Everybody <laughs> I spoke to has told me it's Sachi. I was like, no, it's double A. It has to be Sachi. Yeah, yeah, yes. but it's okay. Everyone gets it wrong. I think now by now you have to accept it. Like, I the, the, just change it. Like, just change it to Sachi. <laughs> just no, it just that. doesn't sound as good. <laughs> but um, you were telling me when we spoke. Um, you were telling me you were in uh, Mexico for a while for a year. and yeah you are very much in touch with the concept of death which we will get into later one of my favorite yeah. festivals is uh, dia de los muertos is that dia how it's pronounced yeah yeah pretty yeah. much yeah have you experienced that in any form i have it was uh, it was one of the highlights of mexico so and me, it's one of the things that has yeah, yeah. give me an explanation of it Yeah, of course. So it's one of the things that has put me in touch with the idea of death as much as I am, hmm. uh, because in Mexico, I guess the culture—it's very—it's not just ex—it's not just um, accepting of death. It's also very—it very explicitly mentions death, hmm. and you know, people are referencing it and talking about it all the time. If you go to a theme park, you're gonna see like a skeleton. like not a mm. real skeleton mm-hmm. uh, you know a skeleton statue yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that every few minutes it's very very normalized and the other los muertos is one of the reason that it's reasons that it's so normal because it's this whole festival that's dedicated to celebrating death and celebrating your ancestors and it's just beautiful i was with a family um, of six people at that time and five five pets Uh, five pets had, yeah they had two dogs and three cats oh my. yeah they had four cats but one of them died oh my i'm so sorry yeah no it's cool um i was with this family and you, they make this like um, i don't know how to say it in english uh altar like an altar is that okay altar yeah uh, uh, i don't know how to say it in english it's a it's an english word though What is it? Uh, it's like a. It's basically like a shrine with photos okay. of everyone in your family that you've lost, mm. and you put up flowers and you put their favorite food in front of it. And it's said that on the night of the other lost muertos, the family members visit you. Yeah. So you make like a path of flowers towards the shrine. Mm. Uh. So yeah, it's it's a little scary for someone who's like not used to death. but it's very beautiful and very yeah, refreshing i get it yeah so i had this uh, so i was studying in penn state for a while and uh, there i had a roommate who was mexican for my first entire in my first year so i had have you watched james bond um, which was the last one shit uh, don't watch any movies or tv shows <laughs> not at all i mean i do but very little like i watched 10 in 5 years oh my That's, that's yeah. a whole separate conversation. <laughs> no, but um, in one of the in one of the James Bond movies, it was literally the last, re- the most recent one where they were where he was in Mexico in the first scene, and they were celebrating. Um, th- 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 it was the other Los Muertos, and I was like, dude, what is this? This looks cool as hell. Like it, it seemed like they were all partying and celebrating. I was like, what is this? Is this some like 
massacre or something happening like what's going on and then i looked into it and all and like literally the very next day i was like with my roommate and i asked him what what the hell was that so it was like it's we celebrate that like we cherish the um, entire aspect of what death is and how the the people who are dead are still connected you know like it's not like they're lost forever and i was like damn that's yeah. it that's that's really cool yeah they have like a whole festival they have events around it we visited like a cemetery of 300 graves oh. and just like walked around it and took photos for the whole night that's really cool but how did you get yeah. how did it get to mexico like an exchange program like how does how did it go about uh, it was a so a long term exchange program the process was all complicated there was like an an 18 page form that i had oh to fill my. which was so stressful but uh, yeah it was worth it in the end because it's like it's like about 6 months of preparation hmm. for the whole the whole like legal stuff and visa and everything and then you stay there for about 11 to 12 months coming to what you do all this talk about death leads me um how are you so connected with it, to the aspect of that like tell everybody what how it works and what you do and everything yeah i wouldn't say that i'm connected to death i would say that i'm working towards like connecting with death okay because i've i've been very scared of it for my entire life when i was very young one of my neighbors passed away uh, from cancer and i kind of mm. saw them being rushed to the hospital i wasn't supposed to see it but i happened to look that way and the next day they passed away so that that whole thing was very traumatic and i've been very scared of death since then and i still am uh and in 2019 right after i got back from mexico i lost four people in like four oh months my God. i wasn't very close to them but they were people that i knew and people mm-hmm. that i really respected and i lost all of them in different ways one of my music professors was murdered you might have seen it in the newspaper uh, his name was benet rebello and his body was found in a suitcase in meetinari oh uh, yeah it was very it was very scary especially when you've been in touch with these people mm. and then suddenly you you open the newspaper and you see something like that and i was in a very i was already quite upset because you know i just come back from mexico where i was used to like doing these things and meeting mm. new people every day and so i didn't really know what to do here and then all of this happens and i uh, ended up finding this book called many lives many masters by dr brian wes hmm. uh it's he's sort of a psychologist and he used to be very like rigid and scientific and then he had this client and he started delving into past life regression and that just kind of opened up reading the book it just opened up like this whole new view of death and it really helped me see it in a more positive light which is eventually what led to push up daisies uh, which is my magazine about mm. death because uh, what i realized is that a lot of people need to talk about death and it's basically my my host mom in mexico used to say this that it's something that everyone in the world goes through it's the course, only thing yeah, that everyone has in common and so i think everyone needs to talk about it and what i wanted push up daisies to be was like an archive and a sp- safe space to talk about things like that yeah basically i've seen that death is very hard to talk about mm. not just because it's such a heavy emotional thing but also because you have to open up to people and you don't know how people are going to take it 
and that's why we wanted Pusha Blazies to be there so others can open up and share their experiences and sort of get more used to the idea of death and you know come around to accepting it eventually mm-hmm. that's interesting but um is it not that like a lot of people don't really know anything as to like people aren't really aware of the fact that like they're going through this particular emotion of you know dealing with death like most people just go through it without realizing what just happened uh i feel like people do realize that they're going through like stages of grief or you know mm. grieving but i don't think that they give themselves the time to recover from it i think they expect to bounce back from it very quickly which obviously does not happen uh so my grandfather passed away last year and i thought that the grieving process would last for about like 6 months max mm. but it's been a year and i can still feel like the after effects of it mm-hmm. right so what i've learned i guess from the past year and from push up daisies is that grief is ongoing it's always going to be a part of like it's always going to be a part of life yeah and you can't just expect to come back from it yeah and it's not like i've always had this like at least in my open i've like not lost anybody in my life who is really close to me but around me a lot of people like my grandparents passed away but i wasn't like really close to them so it didn't bo- affect me or you know too much but i saw my mom go through the struggle you know to the extent that i could i was like 14 that time so i didn't understand what she was going through but now i get like a little bit like you know i might get some flashbacks or something like whenever i hear about any of the conversations that were going on and i was like dude she was really going through something like there is no way i don't even if like she's over the crying phase or the heavy sorrow and denial phase she's always going to miss her loved ones right irrespective of how long it takes you're like i i think it's just life moves on like it's just that it's you don't get over it it's not a breakup or something like you can't like yeah 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 exactly i d- yeah i definitely think that people around you don't realize how uh, hard grief is yeah. and how long it lasts because yeah like i said everyone expects it to be over after a while but it never mm. is yeah it doesn't yeah yeah but um where did the name come from push up daisies right i get this a lot yeah because i'm uh, uh, I don't know. Upsy Daisy is a phrase I've heard of. Yeah. Like that's like yeah. Upsy Daisy. Like you go for it like that. Uh, right. So Push Up Daisies is a phrase that originated in Britain during either World War One or World War Two. I don't remember. Um, and it basically means when someone dies and their body is buried below the ground, uh, flowers grow from the place where mm-hmm. their body is buried. So. basically daisies are pushed up and it's oh. sort of like the cycle of life and death uh which is why i really liked oh. it because it's a life like a new beginning and death yeah. is in the end that is that's a really where where you read about this where you where you know about wikipedia <laughs> so you like yeah that phrases and oh. picked out like 20 and i was like neharika which one do you want neharika runs this yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
how do you do you know neharika from um, another place like how are we all in the it, how do you know each other yeah i met her in uh, jehan college four years ago oh. uh, on my first day of college and yeah we've been friends since then we've been best friends since then i'm glad <laughs> but also with like how your entire um, it's a magazine right like it's an online magazine right yeah i call it a platform these days because mm. the idea when we began was to start uh, like have a print magazine mm. but i wanted that to be a very collective process with my mm. team i didn't want to just do that by myself which is why we still haven't come out with a magazine because the lockdown's going on and yeah. i'm not really going out at all so at the moment it's a platform and yeah. i'm hoping that we can have the print issue out soon but what how exactly does it work like what all does your magazine platform contain and what all and how does it work yeah so we get art submissions from basically all over the world we get uh we get art we get photography uh a lot of poetry um stories essays and we have a team of about like 25 people from all over the world oh, wow. so yeah so i like micromanage everything and we pick out entries and uh sometimes i give them ideas my team i give them ideas to like what they can write and mm. things like that so yeah it's basically just we publish anything we have a podcast i said we yes. started a podcast last month on our one year anniversary uh it's called bite the dust and meharika and i basically talked about theories of afterlife oh could you tell me your tell me about this what is theories of afterlife what's it called by the way just so that people can um, go check it out yeah it's called bite the dust like the queen song yeah yeah but yeah 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 okay theories of from um, death coed like i'm intrigued afterlife yeah uh well we basically in the episode we discussed heaven hell and uh reincarnation hmm. but the thing that i have <laughs> been very biased towards has always been reincarnation because it it just feels very comforting you know uh, hmm. because i've read about like soul groups and things like that have you heard of that no what's a soul group so it's it's said that you kind of reincarnate again and again with this group of people this group of souls that are with you and in every life you sort of help each other grow hmm. and like you know reach reach your um, best yeah 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 and you go through all these life cycles and i find that really comforting like it's very comforting to think that when i die i'll get to see my grandparents again or you know things like that and there has been a little evidence of that but i don't want to get into it because i come on too strong no that's okay i mean it's fine but evidence as in what do you mean uh as in a lot of people you know when they um in near death experiences or um psychology uh therapy and things like that a lot of people have recounted their past lives and it's all it's a very similar it's very similar to how oh god it's all very consistent basically the stories and the things that they say about mm. you know uh their past lives or things like that it, it feels very i, I don't know it, yeah. it feels like there's some sort of consistency to all yeah. the stories give me another another theory of afterlife what what is the another perspective what did niharika say and niharika agrees with me uh, that reincarnation is probably more convincing than heaven and hell hmm. because 
Yeah, because heaven and hell is the other one that we discussed. And I feel like I said this in the podcast, I feel like it's something written like in a children's book where people are like, this is heaven and this is hell. And this is what you have to do to get into heaven. And this is what you have to do to get into hell. It just feels like, you know, using religion to scare people and to scare yeah. people into being nice. I think it's it was more of like, I think like, it's the idea that doing good deeds gets you to a good place. I think a lot of it is lost in translation over the years. Like in my, like my theory, see my personal theory is I don't know. I've never had any answer. To, to be very honest, I really relate with you. Like the whole being afraid of death. I have had genuine, like I've not slept nights wondering what oh my god same yeah. yeah yeah and i used to wonder what the hell is it's going to be because this is a this is a really i've over the years i've i've narrowed it down like now i sleep a better night but the it's just like pushed down instead because there's more stuff to do now so it's i think the biggest fear i have and i think people have in general is not knowing what being unconscious feels like like not having a conscious a conscience yeah not having like not being aware is very scary like yes like the idea is that you might be okay just imagine you're asleep but i don't know how being asleep feels like i know what it's like going to sleep and i know what it's like waking up but when i'm sleeping i have absolutely no idea right like what what what's going on like the the dreamless sleep how do you know what like if it's that forever you never know right it's the idea that you don't know what it is when when you're unconscious i think that is the fear right yeah like, exactly least... ceasing to exist yeah exactly it's, it's the scariest one it's the one that i don't even think about <laughs> No, but I, I just, it's, yeah, it's, it's too scary. But that is, I think, something like everybody's tried to answer it. Like some people claim some stuff which they have no proof of. Some people show proof, all of it, right? There's like unlimited theories, right? But what it boils down to, in my opinion, is what it, what it crumbles down to is how do you deal with it? And I think that is one of the best part of like of best part about your page and about your platform and i really looked into it i read a lot of the poems and i really think everybody is who's written the poem is either in the process like i could gauge in the process of understanding it or is trying to right and i think that's the great greatest part about your platform so kudos to that by the way thank you thank you have you ever written anything on that platform Oh, so much stuff. <laughs> uh, when we started out, I lost one of my closest friends last year. Mm. So following that, I wrote a lot. And writing back then was my only way to cope. Because he's he's in Germany. He's from Germany. Mm. So I couldn't really be there for yeah. his funeral yeah. or anything like that. So I was in touch with his mom. But other than that, the only thing I could do was like close myself in a dark room and write. Yeah. And that one period, I think I have a bunch of stuff up on like push-up daisies, but I haven't written anything for a while, I think. 
why so are you are you busy with a lot of the work yeah i am i'm busy with a lot of work i'm coming around to like um accepting the people that i lost you know accepting the losses mm. from last year and it just feels like i've you know written a lot about it and there's nothing left to write anymore for a while i get you i get you i think um yeah like i think people underestimate the um the degree to which expression in some form or another helps like yeah yeah i i don't i used to i really i'm really like relating with you right now because i used to do all of this like i used to write like as even yeah. if it might not be poetic or it's not the most well written stuff it it takes a bunch of your um thoughts and at least even if there's nobody to listen it's at least imprinted yeah it's nice to write for yourself yeah i think that's yeah. that's really good um coming to something new i i want to get back to this but um i have another thing to ask you what is moonflower yeah. right moonflower is mine and neharika's second baby mm-hmm. uh basically um uh, when the covid thing when the second wave of covid hit mm-hmm. india i felt really helpless and just overall really bad i was really anxious because i had a very bad experience with covid-19 last year which is how i lost my grandfather uh so yeah i was very worried about how these people were you know dying because w- one of the reasons that so many people were dying was literally because they couldn't afford to live which is yeah. so messed up that you you're you have to like die because you can't pay for your treatment in the hospital yeah. which is it's just insane to me like that says that there's so much wrong with our system but i won't go into that now that's yeah, yeah but, that's a whole separate conversation yeah that that really is a whole separate conversation uh but yeah basically i really wanted to do something and i recently hosted like a small very small charity book sale on my instagram where i raised like 2000 rupees and i was like i need to do something like this maybe uh but on a larger scale and then i got into the whole logistics of it there was a lockdown going on so we couldn't really ship stuff so we couldn't sell anything physically and so eventually i woke up one morning and i was like i, I texted neharika saying what if we did a show where we invited creative people on and people could buy tickets and we could donate all of that so it was all very sudden and we had less than a month to plan it all this was also i think i got the idea 3 days before our exams so i could barely study yeah i, I get you spent like those 3 days working on this and then we pulled it together somehow in like a month and we raised 1 lakh 20000 oh that's a that's great yeah i will say we had a very generous donation from jim sir in the end the oh, actor yeah he's yeah he was very supportive throughout the whole thing he's he's apparently a really cool guy like i have a few friends who know of him and know him in general like he's yeah. he's supposedly one of the coolest people to be around like he's yeah yeah he feels like it he was very uh, he was one of the first people to say yes to us as well back when we didn't have any big mm. names on for moonflow which was just a big deal you know for like yeah. students who haven't organized an event before yeah, or yeah. done anything before it was just very nice of him you also had um, 
Anish, right? Yeah, Anish. Yeah. 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 What, what? How was it like? Have you? Um, how was it like having him on? Like he seemed like a really oh, cool was, guy. Yeah, he's amazing. Oh my god. Yeah, he's so cool. I met him at a. a he gave a talk at a fellowship that I was at uh, two years ago, hmm. right after I came back from Mexico, and he was just amazing. And he was so sweet. And so we got back in touch with him, and he held a session on subaltern history. Uh, the points of views of points of points of view is that point points of view what yeah points of view right plural of point of view yeah point of views yeah yeah the yeah he gave uh, talk about the points of view of history that have been uh. overlooked and it, it was just very interesting because that was one session where we had a lot of old people as yeah. compared to teenagers where which is what we were generally aiming for and they all loved it like it was this completely revolutionary way of looking at history but everyone was so convinced and into it and he was just a great speaker yeah, overall yeah, yeah. and we went over time as well and he's probably the nicest guy i've genuinely ever known like he's the sweetest human being alive like we had a um, I, i don't know if you were there for the student politics panel we had no. for paper planes yeah i heard so, of it yeah. Yeah, yeah so he was on uh, he was on as on as one of the panelists like probably the best argumentative like in best at putting his points very well spoken cool is and you're like into it like whatever he's saying like you're in, yeah, you're listening yeah he's so articulate it's insane yeah, yeah. but um a lot of um your stuff in moonflower had to do with students coming together what was that how did that work about yeah so our whole team was completely student run so hmm. i the day that neharika and i thought of moonflower i put up a story on instagram saying i'm trying to do this thing for covid hmm. relief if anyone is interested please reach out and 30 people reached out to us on the first day and That's that so was nice. basically our whole team and uh, yeah we divided it into like admin and logistics and um reaching out to people so writing emails and all of that and yeah it was completely these students who were dealing with their own exams academics they were dealing with personal losses because of covid and they were so determined to like help out that it was mm. just it was amazing so where did you um, donate that money then yeah we divided it amongst seven fundraisers so the entire time our idea was to prioritize healthcare emergencies mm. and dalit bahujan fundraisers and lgbtq fundraisers because these are like the most neglected communities yeah, yeah, yeah. at the moment and they they really need help just to survive and no one really looks at them anymore because there's you know bigger issues to deal with no, uh, i get it so yeah so we divided uh, we donated about 10 to 20k to seven different fundraisers uh ranging from like trans people who need help to you know for their ration to yeah to people in the hospital who need to pay off their bills or mm. need to make it through no i get basically. it i get it yeah absolutely have you heard of um, another light counseling are you interested in psychology i'm not super into it but i am mm. into it are you going to major in uh, literature 
Yeah, literature. Oh my, that's a whole, uh, that's a separate uh, type of people. I'm serious. Like all, like literature people know shit. Like that's what I've concluded. I'm genuinely telling. I don't think I, don't, I know anything. I'm sh- there is no like I guarantee it. Like people who are into, I think reading is one of the most, um, like, it's the it's a form of knowledge that is not. It is although direct. It's. it's like something you don't actively um portray in your everyday life like people who are well read no stuff that you don't know even existed that i've genuinely concluded that yeah i yeah of course reading like really helps but i haven't really read a lot in this last year i okay. i just you know you get out of it you i, I have like phases of like being into it and being out of it this is the book that i've been reading for literally since jan it's ruskin bond and i've been reading it for like yeah it's been 5 months 6 months since i've been reading it it's basically five six novels i think and yeah it's just hard to make time sometimes especially like with college and everything going yeah, on yeah. but i do agree that like yeah reading like really helps me with do everything you, i've done do you listen to um audiobooks no not at all i think that if if you have um, like no, it'll genuinely i'm just not the kind of person to like listen to i told you i don't even watch a lot of like tv shows yeah. and the reason that i don't read is because i don't have the time to read hmm. and listening to audio books i have to go at their pace instead of my pace no i get it yeah, yeah. but i think if that is the only issue you can like change the speed and all like that's it's very much possible like i yeah. i hate reading It, as well like I'm i don't not hate reading well. no 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 by no. but i don't read currently as well and i hate reading very yeah. Uh, separate yeah but i usually uh, like in the past few days i took up somebody's recommendation of listening to audio books so it's like in the mindless tasks that you're doing suppose like if it's just punching in a couple of numbers or something in your day time then i just yeah. i just put it on and it, it's quite uh, it's quite good so in the odd chance that it does work for you try it out thank you but i don't think it's going to work no offense no that's fine i just no, i prefer no, the no. reading process i get it like i, I like it. it but um one thing you mentioned i think i wanted to bring up again what was what is past life regression ooh <laughs> you yeah i really friend. i you were in your story hence i didn't ask you but what what is past yeah. life regression it's a it's a form of therapy i i don't know if psychologists would agree with that i don't know if i agree with that okay. uh, which sort of takes you through all of your past lives and brings out your trauma from those lives so that you can be better right now i know it sounds ridiculous uh this is what many lives many masters is about it's about this mm. woman it's a real life account of her therapy sessions it's basically transcribed completely and uh what yeah what it does it's this woman who is completely unhappy in life and she's a bit of a mess and uh the and she she's been doing therapy she's been trying everything and it doesn't work out and eventually she tries past life regression and all these all these memories from her past lives come up all this trauma comes up uh, after being like hypnotized mm. and eventually she gets better by addressing all this trauma from her past life again i know this sounds ridiculous i yeah but it's it's interesting to me i think it's 
I don't know. Like, I don't want to shit on something that I have no idea about. But it doesn't. To me, it doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, I guess it worked for her, so maybe it's good for yeah, her. Yeah, it depends on it depends on the person, really. Yeah. I just find it interesting because I would like to know where I was in my past lives. No, I get it. But um, why why do you think, like, in your understanding of everybody's experience i think one of the best things that might have happened is you get a lot of newer perspectives from push up daisies like about how other people think yeah yeah definitely why do you think people fear death like why in your perspective of things um i think people fear death because they fear losing the people that they love rather than maybe fearing it for themselves i can't imagine a life without my parents or my sister or my puppy mm. uh and it. it's just very it's very hard to you know grasp that concept of someone of never being able to see someone again mm. and there's also the i mean you there is closure to an extent but also you don't know what's happened to them you don't know if they're watching you you don't know if they're completely gone you don't know what's going to happen essentially the unknown like you said earlier yeah that's interesting like have have you gotten any perspective from push up daisies and all the people that have you know given in any submissions into poetry or art or whatever that like really changed you god or your ideology things I feel like I've just got so used to reading so much about death. I can't really think of. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, there's there's one submission that made me cry, which was very rare. It also made Neharika cry, uh, which which was about a girl a girl who wrote a story about losing her dad, which was not a story, an essay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it it just really hurts because we keep saying. you know you've got one life and enjoy it and love the people around you but it's not until you read something like that that it actually hits you that yeah. this is not permanent everything that you have is not permanent and you do need to really value what you have and show the people that you care that you care yeah, you know absolutely and i think like one in in regards to that only one of the quotes that i think like i really it hits me every time i think of life in general it pops up in my head is live as if all you had was today like imagine yeah. if if you were to die tomorrow what would you do like yeah i know and as i as that quotes quote comes up in my head again and again there are newer things that i think about like i first i used to consider oh shit i have only one life and i let's say if i only have today i want to work out right i want to i want to build my like physique or i want to do something like that then it comes like shit then i want to get more knowledge as well i want to get more perspective then it came to dude i have friends and family who i if i have only today i i don't want to be an asshole to them like on a regular basis i'm just like flipping people off on the daily basis like and i'm and it it yeah. really changes it like okay maybe if actually all you had was today which is a although not high probability there is a possibility that that happens how do you want to live like who do you want to be and i think like like i was reading when i was going through the poetry and a couple of the paintings in 
on push up daisies i was like dude this really uh, it really pulls you back down to planet earth you know what i mean yeah yeah i know but um yeah uh i had to ask you how do how do you think um shit i'm so sorry i got a little uh, days yeah wait yeah can i just drink water wait i'll pause this for a second okay okay yeah okay yeah uh sachi and i took a water break guys <laughs> but um yeah tell me um, how like do you want to take push up daisies forward Like oh, this is another question that we get a lot and honestly i have no idea at the moment i had an idea uh, early this year we have merch coming out we have the podcast to continue but uh, after moonfly it just feels like i really need to take some time off because it's been a very very hard year for me hmm. and so i'm trying not to think a lot about the future not to long term into the future mm-hmm. i do know that i want to continue doing this maybe grow our team uh, expand expand on more perspectives i do want a lot of essays a lot of uh, you know things like historical perspectives on death mm. black death things like that what's black death that's that the, the black the plague yeah the plague oh, okay Yeah, so things like that. I want to look at history a lot more because we learn a lot from it. Yeah. And but that's that's all I can tell you at the moment because I honestly don't know at at the moment. I get you. Have have you ever considered um compiling all the stuff you have written into like a book? Yeah. I don't know. I I mean I have no God, I don't know. That's such a difficult question. Fuck. That's fine. I mean, I want to, I want to have a book out at some point, but I just feel like I'm not there yet. But And, uh, every, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I just, I want to be in a better place. I want to be, I, I want to have learned and experienced more before I have something mm-hmm. on that scale out. But uh, I think, like the. the alternate perspective the counter to that would be that i think all all chaos turns into order at some point like maybe if you start writing now in this you know headspace or oh, shit can you hear that yeah um, it's gone okay ha huh. um yeah that was it uh yeah maybe if you started writing now it could probably lead to some sort of order you never know yeah the thing is that like these past few months i've learned to be more flexible and not really care about order anymore which is really weird for me because yeah. i'm really obsessed with planning and things mm-hmm. like that but these last few months i just i don't feel like writing at the moment so i don't want to write at yeah, the moment no, i don't that, want to that's absolutely to, yeah. yeah i don't want to force myself to put things together when i don't want to basically mm. but where all do you like so how many um places is uh, push up daisies in so let's say you have like a platform on um on the internet that's your website right what else do you yeah. have yeah we just have uh, our website our social media our podcast which is on spotify apple music and a bunch of other places that i don't remember yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah and i think that's all actually 
but going forward how do you think like in terms of a podcast let's say right would you be having guests on what is the idea is just you and neharika discussing theories no it's not just me and neharika we, i i like i said we have a team of 30 people oh, 25 yeah. people so i want to have two people on for every episode and discuss something different so we have an episode the next episode that's coming up actually that's uh that's in greek mythology which is my friend ira who's also from nmms another school and someone called sydney from uh britain who's also on our team who are sort of discussing greek mythology yeah so we hope to have like team members but i also do want to have guests from the outside but just not at the moment like i said we're just yeah, feeling yeah. things out yeah absolutely but yeah that that's great that's fantastic um on that note i think sachi we'll uh, wrap this sachi we we'll wrap this podcast yeah. up shit i'm so yeah. sorry wait i'm gonna no, okay. i'm gonna redo that on that note sachi i think we'll wrap this podcast up thank you so so much for being here on behalf thank of everyone so from many uh, any anyone from nmms thank you so much appreciate it yeah. thank you for having um me. guys go follow uh, sachi go follow um, push up daisies is moonflower still on or have you landed the project no moonflower is still on we're hoping to have small events yeah we'll obviously put the link in the description for that as well yes. and uh, go check yeah. out a podcast and go check everything out okay yeah. thank you so much sachi thank you so much